Hi, welcome. This is Dr. John Martini. This is one of the most amazing and inspiring shows that you can listen into. If you want to be on the edge of your seats, if you want to open up your heart, if you want to expand your mind, and you want to meet incredible people, stay tuned because you're just about to experience a transformative radio show that will change your life. And you're listening to the Dr. Pat Show is coming up right next. Welcome to the Dr. Pat Show. Talk radio to thrive by. Powerful, inspiring, and coming to you live, bringing you stories of people like you and me, busting through and living life full out. Get ready to dare to wonder what your life would be like if you knew you could not fail. Hey, everybody. Welcome. I love what we are talking about. This is a series we're doing, and it's part of a series, and we're bringing the best of the best to you all. Um, you've heard me talk a lot about where we are now and what's happening and the changes and coming out of an epidemic, not everybody, but generally speaking, there's a new freedom. There's a new, new sense of freedom. There's a new sense of freedom. There's a new sense of happiness. There's like something, right? Okay. That's cool. Um, but there's also a new sense of OMG. I am more lost now than I've ever been. Now, Do you want to stay that way? Because I've been that way. Benny has seen me that way. Or do you want to find out where you can catapult your life to the place you want to be, even if you cannot describe it? That is what we are talking today with my very special guest, Ricky Schwartz. What is life coaching? But more than that, what will life coaching do for you? Amen. My turn, life coaching. My turn life coaching, your turn life coaching, (laughs) turn coaching, whatever you want to call it, you've got to own your life. The question for a lot of people is, you know, I think it's just karma. What? I think it's just karma. Okay. You know, did I think it was karma that I was totally depressed or tenure degree should have gotten a consulting job? Was that karma? that I would go to school for 10 years, pay a lot of money for an education that I actually wasn't going to use. That's karma. Or is it stuckness? (laughs) Ricky's joining me here today because this is her gig. She's a business manager, record building teams. She's seen the good, the bad, the ugly. She knows what millions of dollars looks like. She also knows what productivity looks like and also knows what lack of productivity looks like. You know, she understands what leadership is and isn't. So when you take all of that and you put that together, why isn't she or I still doing whatever we were doing and not doing something different? Because you're going to hear about what the catalyst for that is. Life coaching is life saving, at least for this woman. Ricky, great to have you. You so good to be here. Thanks, Dr. Pat. It is, uh, I got to tell you, life saving for me. Um, I'm not poo-pooing anything else. And please don't, I got emails from you guys the other day when I was talking about this and you thought I was poo-poo in therapy. No, that's another show we're going to do, right? Over here, we're going to do that show where I say therapy saved my life, which it did. Mm -hmm. But life coaching got me to get off my arse. Mm -hmm. Benny, that's not a cuss word. No, you're (laughs) clean, Pat. You're good. All right, good. Ricky, I'm clean. I thank goodness because I was ready to be offended, but I guess I'm good. Life coaching. 
So I, I, by the way, Dr. Pat, I love that you brought up the difference between life coaching and therapy because there does seem to be a little bit of a, a misunderstanding. Do you mind if I take a second to kind of differentiate the two for our listeners? I've given you the floor. Thank you. Take the next 10 minutes. So first of all, I would say, I don't know anybody who wouldn't benefit from therapy. And I know very few people who wouldn't benefit from life coaching. So to say that one supersedes the other, absolutely not. In fact, in my experience, the best scenario is when they're working in tandem. You have a lot of ahas over here, which then work at ahas over there. So I love when they're done in tandem. Sometimes they can be done sequentially and which one you decide to do first is entirely up to you. But, but therapy deals with mental health. It deals with childhood trauma. It deals with um, anxiety disorders. It deals with uh, depression. All of those things are clinical signs that you need to talk to a therapist. And a life coach, hopefully a good one, would say, you know what, let's tackle that over there first. And then I'd love it if you came back to me and we're dealt, we dealt, we deal with what we're gonna deal with. So on the flip side of that coin is life coaching. And that's a great deal more about productivity, about setting goals and achieving goals, about what deciding what outcomes you want those goals to have, about changing your feeling that you're stuck doing something that you really don't wanna be doing or shouldn't be doing. So one is much more about mental health and the other is much more about fulfilling your purpose and productivity and goal setting. I would say one is most likely a much longer process. I, I, therapy tends to, to be certainly more than many of my clients have done with life coaching. And part of that, although a good therapist will have you set life goals and hopefully work toward those and change them if need be, or at least mental health goals, but that tends to be a longer process. When you get to life coaching, a good life coach will early in the process decide what those goals are, come up with a plan to achieve those goals, and keep checking in on that plan. If it extends for a particularly long time, either we need to change that goal, needs to change the plan of attack, or the client needs to realize he or she's not in a, in a place where he can go down or she can go down achieving the goals as, as were laid out at the beginning. I love the way we're talking about this. And I want to I want to just jump to, you know, a, a couple of real deal things. You know, I and the reason I make the distinction is because the one question I get that I get asked more times when people know who I am is we don't get you. We don't get why you are not doing psychology therapy. Right? Yeah. And sometimes I'll answer it, and it depends on the question. And, and most of the times, I, I will go ahead and answer it. And the answer for me was in the discovery after graduation, that if I were to practice clinical psychology at the time in my state, there were more restrictions on what I could say, what I can advise. I wouldn't be able to mentor somebody's sun sign. And gosh forbid I mention the word spirituality. Yeah. And I'm filling out the forms for the, the registration and, and I'm like, my soul did something, Ricky, yeah. something happened. Yeah. But here's what I want to ask you about, you know, look, I've gone through tough times in my life where therapy was the only solution. But once I got an insight, I needed to go somewhere else yes. to say, I got the insight help yes. me take the next step. Is that yes. life coaching? Exactly correct. And you know, it kind of reminds me of, it's not an exact mirror of what you just said, but it's kind of a um, very, very analogous in many ways. 
if if I were an alcoholic and I went to a therapist, the first thing a good therapist will say is stop drinking. I cannot treat you until you are sober for more than a minute. So in the same way, if you have something that is a, clearly a clinical issue, it's going to be awfully hard to set goals and look for outcomes when you still have trauma that you're dealing with. So yes, in that sense, just what you did. The therapist is best to come first, particularly if you're using the word save my life, right? That sounds like you really do need the therapist. At that point, you figured out who you are, what makes you tick, what hasn't worked before, the mistakes you've made, the ones you don't want to make again. Now you are, if you will, to carry through the analogy sober, and now you can have life coaching to its fullest effect. You know, I mean, what I love about this, and let's get let's get into the action. You know, verbs, adverbs, or what? I somebody said to me, "What's life coaching not?" Hmm. I said, "It's it's not a noun." Yeah, that's true. <laughs> Is that stupid? <laughs> I mean, I did. I, I mean, you know, I said, first of all, this is not my wheelhouse. But if you really want to know my experience with my coaches, because I got a bunch, it's not a noun. Yeah. Yeah. The follow up answer is, is it a verb? What is it? And I said, look, this is not a grammar lesson. This is a life lesson. Let's talk about what life coaching does to help you change your life. Talk to that, Ricky. Okay. So, um, First, I'm going to go back to the misnomer we explored last time you interviewed me. The impression that television life coaches give you and movie life coaches give you is that it's a champion, it's a cheerleader. You're the best. You look in the mirror and you see that you can do anything you want. That really is pretty far from life coaching. Once in a while, a good life coach will say, hey, I think you've forgotten that you've done this, this, and this. Be proud of that. But it's not... I know you well enough to know you can do anything you set your mind to. And that's all it takes. That's not life coaching. At least it's certainly not the way that I life coach. So to me, life coaching is very structured. Once we have some of the preliminary stuff out of the way, it's very concrete. And I'm very left brain, which means I need step one, step two, step three, step four, step five. And I ask my clients to come along with me on that sequential journey. It's not how are we doing today? Let's talk about what happened yesterday. It's you set this goal in January. We have gotten to step three of a six step goal. Tell me how you're feeling about three. I feel like we've been stuck on three for a while. Do we need to change three or are we going to get to four? It's like anything else. It is a plan. It is not a cheerleading session. It is a very structured plan. It can be flexible, but it can't be ignored. So I think that's, that's kind of what I think of as a life coach. Let's do something little by little by little, but do it, not yeah. just think it. Yeah. And, you know, the analogy that's made of this, and we're going to talk about this when we come back, is not just about, like, doing something. There's also a methodology. Oh, yeah. You know, this is really one of the most important things. Um, uh, I coach a sport. I've coached sports since, like, I realized I couldn't play the sport. So then I became a coach. <laughs> <laughs> I hate when that happens. Food critics oh, don't cook. Oh they, they crit <laughs> it's like, geez, you know, get out of the shortstop position. She's <laughs> it's like, she's better than you, Pat. Get out of that position. Oh. Uh, and that's really a true story. But there's coaching. And, and I, I like to use the analogy of sports coaching and life coaching together. Because good sports coaches, really good ones, 
really need to do more than coach you on your stroke. Yeah. And, and I want to take a short break. And we, when we come back, I did an article a gazillion years ago on the anatomy of being a powerfully humble coach. Hmm. People hated the article. It was a lot of years ago. If I reposted that article today, it would work. Oh, that's funny. But here's the thing. When you step into the world and work with a life coach, you have to get ready to receive an amazing life and take action to get there. When we come back, Ricky Schwartz is telling us the anatomy of a great coaching experience that will change your life. And why is it in the world we live in today, if you're thinking, I don't have a coach, but I'm not moving, Mm -hmm. please ask for help. Please ask for help. Never been here before. None of us. I ask for help. Take a short break. When we come back, Benny will probably tell you all the times he's had to help me. We'll be right back, everybody. Ricky Schwartz is in the house. Are you ready to find out who you really are? Are you ready to have fun and listen to the soul part of yourself? Indulge in a deeper meaning with Laura Goldstein, host of Coffee with the Universe. This show will awaken that true self hidden deep within you and will get you energized on who you were created to be. So go ahead, grab your cup of joe and experience Coffee with the Universe with Laura Goldstein on TransformationTalkRadio.com. Hi, everyone. I'm Dr. Pat. Hey, are you loving Shades of Spirit Radio? Well, mark your calendars. Shades of Spirit goes live in a new time spot every Wednesday at 5 p.m. Pacific time on TransformationTalkRadio.com. Yeah, you heard that right. Psychic medium Jamie and spirit walker Nicole. 5 p.m. every Wednesday. Live readings, giveaways, oracle cards, and lots of fun. So be there. Call into the show at 1-800-930-2819 and visit ShadesOfSpirit.com. Welcome to Soul Activation Podcast, a world-class broadcast of insight and inspiration with the renowned healer and coach, Suzanne Alexandria. In this series, she dives deep into the magical sea of you, to the place in you that's ready to activate. Tune in live every second and fourth Monday at 2 p.m. Pacific, 5 p.m. Eastern on TransformationTalkRadio.com. Are you ready to put down that drink or drug for good? Are you struggling to maintain your recovery from addictive behaviors? Do you need help with a family member or loved one who's in early recovery or battling addiction? Get the help and guidance you need by arranging a recovery recharged phone session with me, Ellen Stewart, Pushy Broad from the Bronx, Certified Life and Recovery Coach. Call 1-800-889-1757. Make an appointment today. Or go to my website, pushybroadfromthebronx.com, and click on the link that says Recovery Recharged. Don't wait. Get the help you need today. This is Ellen Stewart, Pushy Broad from the Bronx, on TransformationTalkRadio.com. Take the power of essential oil healing to the next level with the Essential Light Insight Deck, containing 61 oracle cards. Each card holds a painting and message that captures the spirit of an essential oil. 
By drawing a card, you'll illuminate the spiritual healing capacity of plants and transform your day. For more information about the Essential Light Insight Deck and Gen Reaper, visit Thriveology.com. Hey, everybody. Welcome back. Okay. We're talking about life coaching for a very special reason. You know, I've been talking with you all. You've been emailing me. Uh, many of you know how to contact us here on Transformation Talk Radio, especially like tonight at 4 o'clock. Mark Anthony and I do the Psychic and the Doc show. That is a live call-in show. And, you know, while we're waiting for bring you on, you talk about things we talk about. One of them is this. One of them is the idea, I know I need some kind of help and support. I don't necessarily have a track record where I'm good at asking. And even if I were to ask, what kind of help would get me unstuck in my life, unstuck in my relationship, get me to move from off the couch to where I want to go, even if I don't know? And my answer is, this innovative new, and it is relatively new in the world of coaching, innovatively new life coaching platform. Ricky Schwartz is one of the best. And when I say that, it's for those of you out there that are tired of living a life that you think you're settling for. I'm going to be doing a show tomorrow, Ricky, on karma. And it's going to be an interesting show. But I want to ask you this. People want help. How do they get a hold of you? How do they say, I don't even know what I want to say to Ricky. Yeah. But I, I need to talk to her. How, yeah. how do they even do that? So there's, because I know that generally every client has that in their head before they do the big reach out, I have two approaches and I'll give you the contact information in a minute. Mm -hmm. The first approach is the first session is free. I am going to make it as easy as possible for you to do something if you hate it at least you didn't spend money on it. So that's my <laughs> approach to break that wall down just a little bit. The second thing is, and we can talk about what my coaching sessions look like in general. The second thing is the first session and sometimes the second is comprised of questions. You don't need to ask me anything. I'm gonna be asking you all the questions. You don't need to know the questions. You don't need to know the plan. You can describe in general where you think you're stuck and then the hard work is over for you. Then it's my hard work. I'm going to ask a series and provide a series of assessment tools. At that point, the assessment tools are amazing. Turns out you're a procrastinator. Turns out you're a self-saboteur in this area. Now we have discussion points that aren't going to be intimidating because I've introduced them. I know it's hard to ask for help. Believe me, I never did it for decades and decades. I make it as easy as possible so you don't feel like you have to climb a mountain just to get to the starting point. You know, I mean, it's what I love about that is that this is really what we need now. Um, my response to our audience when they've contacted me and the reason for us wanting to do this show and and kind of create a, 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 an information bank for people is because you don't have to know. You don't have to know what you don't know. You don't have to know what you don't know. You don't have to know what you don't know. And that's a huge barrier to people. I think Thank they you. have a misconception about what it is, which they think they know what they don't know, and they don't. Uh, or they realize they don't know what they don't know, and that is, that's a scary place to go. So my job is to ease you in by doing my heavy lifting first. Yeah. What does a day in a life of a life coach look like from a Ricky Schwartz, Schwartz perspective? A day or a session or a first session? Which Let's are. do a session first. Okay. 
So first session, uh, I, I, I always start, always start with the need for transparency, honesty, and often vulnerability. I make it clear that they need to be transparent and I am utterly transparent. So if they have questions about how I got there and what traumas I, I, I may have experienced to get to where I am now, ask me those questions, I'm happy to share. I'm extremely honest. I make sure the client understands if you're not honest, boy, we're certainly not gonna be able to achieve goals, right? And vulnerability is the hardest thing. I usually leave that one a little bit because that makes people go like this, but eventually we ease into a, a, a zone where both of us are being vulnerable and understanding this makes me uncomfortable, sad, angry, and go from there. So that's the, that's the groundwork. That's a five minute spiel with most of the clients and I get their input in that regard. And then begins the assessment tools. So I have three kinds of assessment that I have all of my clients go through and they're just tremendous launching pads for getting into discussions that I don't think they would have otherwise gotten into. So the first one is the self-saboteur assessment tool. Phenomenal for finding out. I love it. Where are you sabotaging yourself? Most people don't know, some do, but the assessment tool does all the work. It's not my judgment. It's not you're saying anything. We can talk about what it said. I have never in my life had a client say, that's not me at all, never. It's the most accurate tool I've ever used. And it always leads to such enlightening conversations. The second is I ask the client to give me a list of their personal core values that frames the client for me. How do I know what makes their passion, their purpose? So they give me their core values. If by the way, they don't know them, which is very common, I say, okay, close your eyes and think about a time where you were the happiest, had the most joy and peace. Describe that to me. Just from that description, it's called, it's called um, core value mining. Just from that description, I can tell right away what at least one or two of their core values are, or that thing wouldn't have brought them that kind of joy and peace. So that's the second thing. The third thing is I use what's called the procrastinator assessment tool. Oftentimes much of the procrastination with getting with a coach is just that, a pattern of procrastination. We can't set goals if I don't know already that you have procrastination issues. It's all about achieving goals. If you're a procrastinator, we're gonna struggle. So I give a procrastinator assessment tool and we talk about, does this sound like you and how to get over those hurdles? So that's generally my first, depending how long it takes, first first session or second. Then we get to, now tell me about your situation. Then we get to, let's set a short-term goal. Let's set long-term goals. And really the rest of the coaching is, how are we doing? How are we doing on goal number one, that short-term goal? It feels like it's been a couple of weeks. We haven't made any steps forward. What do we need to do about that? So that's very loosely, I mean, very loosely what coaching looks like between me and my clients. Yeah. And the thing that's common across everything you've said, and please correct me if I'm wrong, the thing that's common across everything you've said is action. Action, action, action. action. And that, in some ways, it, it takes away from their sense of, I can't do all this because it breaks it down into little bites much when you're intimidated by something, obviously going to break it down into bites. And again, because I'm so left brain, that's what I do naturally. So step one, isn't find a new job. Step one is build a resume. Who knows? So it's going to be little tiny steps. I had, um, uh, I do a lot of pre-marriage counseling and coaching. Wow. And uh, one of the ones was, I don't want to get married to so-and-so because they don't manage their finances properly. And I'm scared to get into this boat with this person. So we worked out five or six different steps about where to start with budgeting, how you track your financing, what you're spending your money on. All of it was action, 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 action. We have this, we're sticking to a budget. We have this, et cetera. 
you know, this is what I love about this. You know, what do you, I want to talk about this when we come back too, but I really want to talk about the middle part. Um, some people say no names. I never mention any names. You know that I, I have the best listening audience on the planet and I respect them. And I always ask permission if I could talk a little bit about them um, because they want answers from you. Some people say, I'm afraid I'm going to be asked to do something I can't do. Mm-hmm. I haven't been able to move forward. Mm-hmm. And I, my biggest concern is that I'm going to fail at life coaching. Yep. yep. Now that's that you've heard that a million times, tell me about oh, that. Of course. Of course. So I, I hear it just about all the time, virtually all the time. <laughs> I've said it to my coaches. <laughs> yeah, so that's where the questioning comes in. When we're setting these goals, whether it's long-term, short-term, or mini-term, as I call it, I always say, it sounds like this is a very manageable goal to me. You tell me. Is that something you think you can shoot for? If they say, uh, then we, we shrink it down some more. Okay, maybe building a resume is too much for you to think about. You're not tech savvy. Okay, let's talk about finding a company that does resumes. I happen to do them. So you want to hire me, you can as a separate add-on. But no matter what, we never get to the goal setting stage until the client says, I think I can do that. That I think I can do. And if, by the way, after a month, they haven't done it, I go back and say, I need to know whether this is a procrastination issue, whether we set a goal that was unrealistic or whether you're still too intimidated by it to take a first step. And if that's the case, let's shrink it down some more. Sometimes the goal is literally make a phone call. I want you to call so-and-so by the end of the day, you've done the mini goal. Okay. We're going to take a short break. For those of you out there. Yeah. Here's the question I have for all of you listening. There are some things I'm not going to ask Ricky. This is a great opportunity. What do you want to know from Ricky Schwartz? What do you want to know from somebody that's not only understands and works has worked in corporate teams, but she knows how to build teams. What do you want to know about where you are in your life? And the reason we're doing this series for all of you is I've heard you. I've heard your stories. I've heard many of you not able to go back to work. I've even heard you all try to go back to work to find out that your boss has violated every family leave COVID guideline on the planet and has cut your pay in half. No, that's not legal. See, this is what I'm trying to say. You are being hit in a world now with things that you've never gotten before. And I know for me, I had to get desperately sick in 04 to realize that doubt was running my life, but also that I was never going to get off of the pathway that I was meant to be on. But why working with a life coach will help you get there faster, easier, and happier? That's my two cents. Let's take a short break. We'll be right back. Mind to Heart with me, Craig Richardson, carves a pathway from your mind to your heart to activate that innate compass to overcome whatever life sends your way. As an intuitive life coach, I am ready to guide you to an amazing life. 
Tune in live every second and fourth Friday at 9 a.m. Pacific on TransformationTalkRadio.com. For more information about me, visit CraigERichardson.com. Are you feeling the complexity of life? Do you feel that urge to step into something greater? Tune in to Nailed It Radio. Find your simplicity within your complexity with me, life coach, Carrie Nail. Tune in each month on TransformationTalkRadio.com to discover what it means to use your full power to be the best version of yourself. Imagine stepping into the energy of saying yes to yourself and knowing you nailed it. For more information about me, visit CarrieNail.com. Are you ready to shift your current beliefs about death from debilitating pain and loss? Follow Angie Corbett Kuiper as she shares that through choice, present moment awareness, and keeping an open mind. Anything is possible, even in death. Tune in to Beyond Proof Radio with Angie, redefining death and loss every first Wednesday at 12 p.m. Pacific on TransformationTalkRadio.com. For more, visit BeyondProof.com. I'm Patricia McNair, host of Divine Guidance with Patricia, and I'm here to help you live a more authentic, spiritually connected life. Join me every first and third Wednesday at 9 a.m. Pacific on TransformationTalkRadio.com. Being who you are in everyday life is the key to unlocking soul wisdom within that our whole self already knows. Get ready to embrace your spiritual, mental, and emotional well-being, your whole being. Discover your gifts and strengthen your connection to spirit. We will explore earth guidance, divine truth, and love, past life lessons, and so much more. So listen in to Divine Guidance with Patricia and join in your personal adventure to triggering, opening, validating, and being all that you are. For more information about me, visit divineguidance.earth. Stuck in a roundabout of dysfunction? Stop circling around difficult issues and find out what's been holding you back. Learn how to speak your truth to power with host Dr. Kathy Ober. Create real change with smart tools and smart strategies. No frills, no fluff, just life-changing conversations to help get you where you want to be. Extend your reach and become an agent for real change with Kathy Ober. For more information on Kathy and her work, please visit drkathyobear.com. That's drkathyobear.com. What would you do if you knew you could not fail? I'm starting to use that over and over again. Benny, are you tired of hearing that for 18 years now? Nope, not for you. 18, right? Never, 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 Kicking it up, aren't we? Yep. Kicking it up. Original show was called, right, Benny? What was the original show? Crust busting your way to an awesome life. Why? Because I was depressed. I dialed the wrong phone number. I didn't hang up. It changed my life, my life path. But crust busting was what I was doing. Why? I was on the couch and I could not get off. I couldn't get off my couch. I was on there on Capitol Hill. Great place to be on the couch back in the day. (laughs) But I couldn't get off. I couldn't ask for help. Help came to my door. And that's what we're talking about today. You know, Ricky... You and My Turn Life Coaching, you literally come to people's doors. Now, it's I had to decide on that cold day with my remote in my hand if I was going to let you in. Mm-hmm. 
And if I let you in and my dog didn't bite you, you could sit down. (laughs) But this is why we're talking today. We have to ask for help. Mm -hmm. We have to let people in. Even if you're not exactly ready, right, Ricky? Yes. To take that action. Tell me about that. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. I'm not sure you're ever exactly ready. I think it's in some sense like having kids, getting married. I'm not ready. I'm not ready. And I will ask clients, tell me what that looks like being ready. And when they don't have an answer, sometimes they do. But when they don't have an answer, I say then that is immaterial to the conversation. If you feel stuck, you feel stuck. There's never going to be a time where you're like, I'm ready right now to get unstuck. What you need to be ready for is to seek help. It's all you need to be ready for. And if it turns out you're not ready to be unstuck, you've had a first session for free. I think what most people find is, oh, this isn't going to be as impossible as I thought. All I needed to do was be the ask, ask the right question. So if you think you have to wait until you have more time than usual to your kids are in college, all of those are immaterial. And in fact, you're going to get to the point 20 or 30 years and your future will have been determined. I love this. I want you to take this story and run with it. Once upon a time in New England, I'm from the East Coast, right? Uh, It is the home of lobsters. Like you get the lobsters, you eat the lobsters, and generally you didn't have to, you know, pay your first mortgage to get one. I don't know what it's like up there now, (laughs) but you get them and it's a summer thing. And I remember we did the lobster thing and we're, we're in a beautiful place in Connecticut and we're all doing the lobsters. And the person next to me is got to do the lobsters. It's good. We got the lobsters. I pay for the lobsters. You have to put them in the water, the lobster in the water. Okay, I don't do lobsters in the water anymore. So what I'm about to say was like back then when I was like younger, didn't understand the humanity nature, but this is the story. She's got the lobster. She's talking to the lobster. She's, this is me back in the day. So you have to put this in context. It's like, you know, the, the lobster's not ready to go in the water. And I'm like, the water's boiling. The water's boiling. What do you mean? The lobster's not ready. The, the lobster's not ready to go in the water. And, and you, you know, and I'm like, I don't understand. Are you talking to the lobster? Are you waiting for the lobster? Is the lobster saying goodbye to the other lobsters? Exactly. It, you, you know, tell, what is the lobster? How do you know the lobster's not ready? You know, you could see the lobster's not ready to get put in the hot water. Mm-hmm. Now, if I knew what I knew then now, if I knew what I know now then, I would have realized this woman is talking about herself. This is talking about herself. Right. That's interesting. Yeah, I, I think I think not ready. If I had to pick, if I talk to people <laughs> about life coaching and I ask them for the reasons for not doing it, very few say I don't need it. Some say I, 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 I don't know what it means. Tell me what it means. What would it look like? But most say, you're so right. I'm just not ready. And that's the conversation. That's the conversation. If they're, if they're open to it, is to say, you need to help me understand what not ready is. If you're not satisfied with what you're doing, you're ready. <laughs> that's the only trigger you need. If you're not ready, it means you're perfectly content with your life right now. And that's how I interpret not ready. So getting over that fear hurdle is really just wordsmithing it. Tell me what you mean by not ready. 
I'm going to ask you this question because, uh, you know, this is a question I probably should have asked you at the top of the hour, but I'm going to ask you now. You know, people have asked me, we don't, in, in a lot of conversations, there's always a preference on how they view me in the world. And none of them really know my name, my last name. My own team that didn't know my last name. I forgot to tell them. <laughs> um, but I get questions that seem strange, but not strange anymore. We don't get you. We don't quite get the vision you have, the pathway you're on, the expansion you're getting ready to unleash in the world. We just don't get how the monkey bars girl from the Bronx. We don't get you. And then someone will interview me and ask me this. Pat, we've heard you ask people a million times, what are the challenge and obstacles that you've had to overcome to bring you to this very moment? That's my signature question for almost everybody. Mm -hmm. I know you have an answer to that for yourself because you wouldn't be no. the most incredible life coach if you did not have to climb a few hurdles. Mm -mm. I wouldn't be here on a mission for a positive talk radio network. What is it? that shapes Ricky Schwartz and your view of life coaching? Well, hmm, that's a good question. Um, I would say, you know how people laugh when somebody who's in their 20s writes their memoirs? Yes. Oh, did I laugh? Oh, God, I just did it. So, um, <laughs> so it's similar with life coaching, and I absolutely do not want to disparage very carefully trained and certified life coaches who are in their 20s. It's a great program, particularly if you go through the accrediting I agree. process. It, you learn so much, but you can't share the life experiences that got you there. And if you're looking for connection with your clients, which I am, they have to know that my life has not been easy up until this point, that had it been easy and exactly what I expected, and I didn't suffer any, quote, failures, and I didn't have surprises and trauma that came to me like a train, I don't think I would be as good as a life coach. I really yeah. don't. Yeah. So in my case, I had uh, a traumatic childhood, so I went into therapy. I think most of us do, and most of us do. Uh, I was in therapy for quite some time with an incredible therapist. I was probably with her. Benora, shout out to you. I was probably with her for close to 20 years, on and off. Um, and that kind of shaped how some of the parenting had uh, created problems in my thinking and my behavior. Certainly clinical depression was a factor. Anxiety was a factor. And then I was kind of, I was on a good road, right? I, I, the therapy had taken hold. I was feeling good about myself. I married, the marriage ended, but even that wasn't traumatic because we had a good 16 years together and I didn't regret a minute of it. I'm still chugging along. And then the job that I'd held for 20 years, I was downsized out of it. That's it. Of the things I never, ever, bada ever bada bam. It lit, I mean, it was, it was like a train. It was like I got run over and I was lying flat on the tracks and I, didn't, I couldn't even move a finger. It was just flat. Like, I, don't, I don't know what to do with this. I really don't. And it happened at the same time that I was diagnosed with ovarian cancer and the same time that I broke two wrists. All of that happened in a period of three months. Mm. So I had to, I had an interview yesterday, if you want to tune into my podcast from yesterday, with a woman who talked about failure. She's brilliant on the subject. And had I known her then, I wish, 
So a couple of things she brought up. Part of what made my childhood a little bit tough is my mother set an expectation about what I was going to be. Never trust a man. Never expect a man to take care of you. Take care of yourself. Take care of yourself. You're strong enough. You're good enough. You will always take care of yourself. When you lose a job with that expectation in the back of your mind, it's even worse. I was set up to never fail at the thing that earned money. Never. So there's that word failure. So I'm flat on the tracks. I'm thinking I'm a failure in every sense of the word. I don't even think I, I don't even reach out to therapy because I'm like, I, I, I don't even have a brain right now. And then what she said yesterday, Celine Williams was, don't think of it as anything other than what lesson did I learn? What That's lesson right. did I learn? Instead of I failed, I failed, I failed. And what lesson I learned was, I loved the job I get let go from, not because of the industry, but because it involved leadership, mentoring, and coaching. I had a very large staff. And that's the lesson I learned. You weren't doing what you were passionate about 100% of the time. It was an element of your job, but not 100%. Next is finding what your core values is and finding the job at 15 years of age that's going to be much more aligned with what my passions were and my core values are. Thank you. Thank you for sharing that. Because see, if you and I are not talking about that, and like, you got to love Linda. Do you love Linda? I, I love you. Linda. Linda and I have been friends since 72. You got to love her. She said to me the other day, I don't know if you put it this way, but kind of like this, geez, you're starting to sound like Joel Osteen. And I'm like, <laughs> what do you mean? I said, that's a compliment, kind of. She said, <laughs> He tells that same compact center story every day. And I said, it's a powerful story. But I said, Linda, these are old shows that, you know, that that's like a show from like when he was 20. He said, but it's the same story every day, the compact, the compact, the compact center. Yep. I said, but you know what? Do you understand the story of the compact center? Of course, I've heard it a million times. Point taken. Because her point was for me, you got to share other stories about yourself. Mm -hmm. First of all, it's only recently that I started to talk about myself oh. and my journey. Uh -huh. Secondly, most people don't really know that I own the Transformation Network. Mm -hmm. It's not important for me to people to know that. Mm -hmm. But here's the question, right? As we kind of bring this thing full circle, every day we're presented with new opportunities lessons to fail or lessons of failure, whatever, however you phrased it, mm -hmm. isn't part of life coaching, at least my experience with it, is to understand how to walk in the space from feeling degraded. And by the way, it was the downsizing for me. But it wasn't until after I finished school, two degrees, that it hit me. So I was slow. I'm a Capricorn moon. So I was <laughs> slow at getting that lesson. <laughs> but part of this in what you do in meeting people where they are is we're not going to immediately say, get over the failure, get the lesson. It sometimes really takes insight from a, a person, an observer, yes. that it's not your mother, your father, your friends, your husband, your wife, yes. your partner, your children. No, your children are, are good at telling you the truth. <laughs> but isn't that the beauty and the brilliance yeah. of working with a coach? Yes. Because you have one goal in mind. You can help me succeed. Tell yes. me about that part of life coaching. 
So actually the, the root of that part of life coaching is getting over what they consider to be their failures. And that's why I had that interview yesterday with Celine Williams. That's why it was such a fantastic podcast because when we, people go to life coaching, sometimes I'll even say, give me three positive labels about yourself. Usually it's good mother, good friend. They're, they're fairly uniform. And then give me three negative labels about yourself. One of those labels is almost always some element of failure. I am a fail. I have failed. I failed at this. I am a failure. So we have to have a long conversation about what failure is, what it looks like, what it means, why you feel that way. And then that's the launching point. Every time we get to ways to succeed, achieving our goals, we always go back to, I feel like you're being hesitant because you're still wearing the failure hat. If we need to go back to discussing what it means when you say that, we can. People oftentimes are like trapped in the failure hat, particularly if they've had two or three quote unquote failures in the recent past. Boy, it's really hard for them to say, I can do anything. So we need to talk about what the word means, what it means to them and how it's holding them back. Yeah. I want to shout out about something that you said and I laughed. And here's why I laughed. All I coach a bunch of young women in their 20s. And I coach them how to be coaches for other young women, women in recovery and addiction. Mm-hmm. My laughter wasn't about the memoir mm-hmm. because I asked them to write one. Oh, that, that, believe me, the memoir at that point is really helpful to them as individuals. Oh, my gosh. Because yeah. who doesn't go through addiction without thinking that they may not live the next day? Absolutely. And so I apologize for the, I just got a text message from one of them. I no, I'm not laughing at that. No, I'm no, no. laughing at the fact that Ricky and I use a tool. Yes. And it doesn't matter what age you are. It's the not thing at I want all. to talk fact, about. I would say 20 yeah, is ahead. a good age to do that. Oh, it is a good age. Your brain has kind of not as plastic as it was. It's much it's much more fixed. Let's figure out how you see yourself and where you see yourself right now. Mm-hmm. I would recommend everybody in their 20s do that. I don't know how you can move forward into your 30s without it. That's different than writing memoirs that are for to help other people, right? Exactly. Ricky, here's the thing. Back in the day when Jessica joined the team mm-hmm. and Olivia, and we are literally in a back room in my house. I mean, this, this network started in less than a garage. But I had all interns. I love the interns. Thank you, Institute in Seattle. They Uh, came through here. Jessica came through here. Heather came through here. Heather trained Jessica. Heather was ex-military, so that's why Jessica was trained so well. (laughs) But what happened is, when I said, you are now a full producer, and I watched the blowback from a population back then, 10 years ago, that would get on a call with somebody that young and not respect her knowledge. Oh. And I got to tell you, I will put my team in front of my clients. Jamie, sitting in the other room, Malia, sitting in the other room, Edvin, Jacob. I don't hesitate to put them in front of a client. Good. We need to have coaching at all ages. Tell me about that. Because younger people exclude themselves because they can't win. They're not old enough to hold positions, which is ridiculous. Mm -hmm. And then older people are like, dude, everybody says I'm like too old, right? I get asked, why the heck am I coloring my hair this color? No, it's not this color. I have brown hair. 
tell me about the coaching for all ages, because if we don't address this, people are self-selecting and excluding themselves from getting help. Yes. So are you asking whether I would exclude younger people from being coaches? Or oh, no. Coached? I don't think you'd exclude anybody. Uh, what I would love to talk to you about life coaching for all ages. Okay. So um, that's a really good point. I think that when I first went into life coaching, I assumed, which you should never do, right? I assumed that my clients were going to be mostly women in their 40s. That was my assumption. I figured like that's where women start to go, wait a minute, I'm not just a mother. I'm not just this. I'm not just this. I'm, I need one to do something. So that's what I thought would happen. I was amazed at the number of folks in their 20s that came to me and delighted because I think that, first of all, we're asked to pick our major when we're what, 16? We're asked to decide what in college we're going to study for the rest of our lives. So we're doing things way before we've done the things that happen in life coaching, which is very disturbing to me. How on earth can you figure out what goals and outcomes you want? And again, the goals are about the outcomes when, when you're 16. When you're in your 20s, on the other hand, that's when I think you're starting to figure out who you are. And you think, well, I've only had this job for a year, but I don't think this is right for me. Perfect time for life coaching. So I don't think it's ever too soon, ever. And in fact, I think the sooner you begin, you're going to get tools from me or whatever life coach you go see, you're going to use again in your 30s and your 40s and your 50s. Those tools don't expire. Here's something cool. I've been thinking about this a lot with the, the team and the, I, I honestly, Ricky, I am so blessed. I am surrounded by genius people, our age group band. And I can't ask them their age. I think that's like not illegal to do to ask people their ages, but let me make an assumption. Um, I would imagine that our age ranges go early twenties to early seventies. <laughs> Great diverse team. Mm -hmm. I've often thought this, you know, there are a lot of things that I've gotten in corporate America that have helped me, but we're in a world where we're growing. What if I offered life coaching packages to the team members that wanted them? Not by me, by the way. Yeah. But what if we had to, what if we started to think out of the box, Ricky? Yep. I think that is probably the most proactive thing I've ever heard an employer say. Mm -hmm. And I wish every employer would consider it, particularly when they have a diverse staff, because it shows an investment. If they ever thought you weren't invested in them before, they certainly would at that point. So it's, it's an incredibly valid decision. And you would be a pioneer in that regard from my experience. I'm serious about it. And what I'm looking at is not me deciding, you know, yeah, I mean, after a couple of months here, you got the vibe of people. Yeah. Some people are, are going to want to go get a challenge channel experience. Yep. Some people will want to go to go get a life coaching experience. Some yep. people are going to want to go do this, this or the other. And some people are going to want to do anything. But see, for me, I'm thinking about all the life coaches I've had to hire to even get to where I am today. Yeah, yeah. But isn't yeah. that really the cornerstone of the way you shape your practice to help people? Yes. Yes, it is. Mm. Yes, it is. It, it absolutely is. And I think, too, if someone were to come to me because their employer had enough confidence and connection with them 
to offer that kind of package, they're already coming to me with a sense of, if my employer thinks I can do this, I can certainly do this. Yeah. My employer thinks I have this much potential. I'm coming into the life coaching saying there's potential I'm not even seeing, but I'm going to trust you to help me find it because my employer already found it. And you know, I'm probably going to have to talk to you offline about this because one of my coaches said to me, you know, Pat, that's a really good idea, but it's how you approach your staff that's going to be important because when you approach people and offer them some kind of motivational growth tool, nine times like out of 10, them. they're going to think they're doing something wrong. Exactly. It so sounds like if, so if that's they're listening to your idea of the menu, <laughs> the menu right. is excellent. So the menu is you can do channeling, you can do this, you can yep. do this, you can do this yep. and make it one item on the menu. As long as it's described properly and they understand yep. the recipe yep. on the menu, I think it's brilliant. And nobody would feel judged to be offered an option ever. And there you go. And that's really why I mentioned it to you on the show, because Einstein said it a million years ago. Very few people follow his guidance, you know, can't solve the problem at the level it was created. And I think those of us really need to look outside the box, especially today yep. where the super moon is in Capricorn. Yes. Ricky, thank you for today. What's your personal message? Thank you. And tell you know people how to get you. Uh, let's go to, uh, for, to get me my turn, life And, uh, my personal message tends to vary, but it's typically, if you don't know where you want to go, you'll never know if you're getting there. Yeah. And if you want to eat the cherries from your cherry tree, you better figure out how to invest and buy something to get them down. Absolutely. <laughs> you have Vicky. the power. Thank you, Ricky. How much fun. How does it get better than this? Doesn't. Thank you, Pat. All right, everybody. We're not done on Transformation Talk Radio. More coming up here now. For those of you out there, please, my message to all of you is I needed a lot of help these past 18 months to keep us thriving, but more importantly, to expand and grow, to ask you for what you wanted as an audience, and then make sure that we're giving it to you. We have lots more to do and we welcome your feedback. Please comments at Transformation Talk Radio or comments at the Dr. Pat Show. We read them all only in English. If they're in another language, I have to get them transcribed. Thank you, everybody. We'll see you next time.